0: This is The Crucible, the JRTC experience. This is Conversations with the Enemy. In this series, we discuss OP4 warfighting skills and lessons learned in a decisive action training environment for large scale combat operations at JRTC. All the way, team. Command our Major Hall Oscar 9 here from JRTC Operations Group. It's been a phenomenal week here at JRTC. We first had the privilege of commemorating uh, Master Sergeant Gordon and Sergeant First Class Shugart's actions at Mogadishu, uh, the real heroes of, of Mogadishu. And it was a, a tremendous commemoration we got to execute this week and honor those, those awesome heroes. Uh, we are also uh, recently finished Force on Force with 282, the Falcon Brigade out of the mighty 82nd Airborne Division, and we're transitioning into Force on Force. Uh, I'm privileged today uh, to be be joined by Lieutenant Colonel Mason Thornall. He is the commander of the 1st of the 509th Mighty, mighty Geronimo Airborne Regiment, And I will tell you, from me to you, uh, you know, this is a a tremendous commander and a tremendous officer who who I really look up to, and have learned a great deal from uh, in my short time of serving with him. Uh, But I'd like to hand it over to uh, Lieutenant Colonel Thornall and allow him to introduce himself
1: thanks very much for that sir. sergeant major i appreciate that. yes sir um so uh, as sergeant major Hall said uh, lieutenant colonel mason thornell i'm an infantry officer and i'm uh, currently assigned as the battalion commander for first of the 509th uh infantry airborne uh, geronimo so uh you know we serve as a, the premier uh, light fighting op- opposition force battalion uh, for the army's joint readiness training center um, super privileged to be in that position, every Every day, um, my background—I've been in the Army for uh, 17 years, uh, primarily light airborne and ranger background. Um, and uh, you know, I've been married for 12 years to my wife, Kaylin, former DA civilian, uh, Army PAO, and and now working in a working in a in a marketing job. And we got f- uh, four uh, four awesome kids, uh, nine nine to three, uh, one, one little girl, Caroline, and then three. Uh, three pretty wild boys uh you know uh, mason jack and beau um kind of six to three years old and they they keep us busy but uh but sir major that's uh, that's a little bit about me
0: yes yeah. sir that's awesome I, i'm sure they are all future rangers yeah. <laughs> uh it, that's awesome uh, so you know, sir, we, we've discussed a little bit in preparation, and really, team, what we're looking to have today is a dialogue uh, with a current commander of an awesome organization, leading the efforts towards building warfighters within his own organization and building warfighters with every rotational training brigade uh, in the in the army across 18th Urban Corps specifically. But what we want to really kind of dissect today is is really how the NCO Corps enables our command and and why really the core uh, facilitates how we maneuver against the enemy uh even get to a point where we combined arms uh synchronized war fighting functions um so you know sir first question in your own words could you please describe uh you know the core of non-commissioned officers what you believe its purpose the value that they provide to the team how they enable you as the commander
1: uh, I, you know, Sir Major, like I, like I told you before we started, I, I mean, like really thought provoking question. And for me, um, you know, it's it's like, you, you know, you spend years with just phenomenal NCOs and you're like soaking up lessons learned through osmosis as I'm like reflecting yes. on it, you know, um, through just their force of personal example and seeing them do the right thing. And, uh, you know, but then when you get asked, hey, define it, it's like, hey, Wasp, that's, that's that's kind of hard to like boil down all these all these phenomenal examples i've seen so what i did was uh you know my first thought was well i'm going to pull the nco creed up and i stopped myself and said all right well i'm just going to try and define this thing you know, to find this answer um yes sir to find this question so for me i think it boils down to two things and and one it's the the culture of an organization rests in the nco core and uh you know, they, they set the example for others to follow other, always, and, and in doing so, they build a culture of accountability inside that unit that's that's fundamental to every to mission accomplishment. And that and that's the second point I think is they they are mission accomplishment. Um, mission accomplishment always comes down to credible, well rehearsed and disciplined non-commissioned officers at Echelon, from the fire team leader up to the battalion command sergeant major. Um, they're at the point of friction and uh, they're identifying opportunity and seizing it and they're empowered uh, to achieve the commander's intent. And I think those two are like inextricably linked with each other, you know, you gotta have disciplined, fit, lethal teams that comes from a culture of accountability and you have empowered uh, NCOs that can identify opportunity and seize it at the point of friction and uh, I think that's what it is for me. And I think you can unpack it in the creed. You know, then yeah. I pulled up the NCO creed. And when you look at, you know, culture of, and I'm going to reference my notes here if you don't mind. Yes, but, sir. Absolutely. But like culture of, uh, culture of the organization setting examples for others to follow. It's there in the creed. You know, no one's more professional than I conduct myself as so as to bring credit. Uh, will not use my greater position, you know, to, to, to attain position of advantage. Um, or attain pleasure, profit, personal safety. Always pace the needs of my soldiers over my own. Never compromise my integrity. Uh, you know we we're professionals, and for mission accomplishment, you know, just pulling the lines out. Leaders of soldiers, the backbone of the army. Competence is my watchword. My favorite one is you know. All all soldiers are entitled to outstanding leadership. I will provide that leadership. Like yes, I love that line. And then yes, you know sir. I will I will execute or I will exercise initiative. So I went to it after that. After I kind of you know thought through that and I you know I could kind of see the things that 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 fed those two bullets. But I, if I had to bullet down to two things, I'd say um, they set the example for others to follow, build a culture of accountability, and that culture rests in the NCO corps. And then they enable mission accomplishment through. Uh, well-rehearsed, disciplined, incredible uh, NCOs that are that are empowered to s- identify opportunity, seize it at the point of friction. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, everything you just des- just described, um, well, you know, let's go to your favorite real quick. You know, all soldiers are entitled to outstanding leadership. And, and you know, as a Sergeant Major in the Army, I, I look at the NCO Corps uh, that it's a whole lot of privilege. Uh, we talked privilege this week um, when we honored Schugart and Gordon, right? And and really, in the minds of Schugart and Gordon, their sacrifices—zero doubt in—I think both of our minds—that they were on the ground, um, and it, it, them being on the ground doing the actions that they did—that was the ultimate privilege in their eyes, right? Yeah. And RNCO Corps, I think. I think where we're at is, uh, we have a great privilege to. Uh, You know, be brilliant at the basics, you know, and I think that facilitates our commanders. We have to be accountable for that, right? Uh, Because that's what grows our soldiers into being uh, great leaders. And, And within the core itself, if we can, you know, teach our soldiers to be brilliant at the basics be brilliant at the basics ourselves uh i mean we are really we're not just being proficient in the nco corps but we're growing those who are going to be the next Absolutely. to be in the nco corps and it's it's just super special uh and there's nothing more special like than what we're talking about in my eyes because we're talking to a commander who maneuvers troops And if we can, you know, connect that, connect like the privilege of what we do in the Corps to what our commanders are trying to achieve, uh, I I just think it's special. And um, it's worth highlighting. And so, you know, here, you know, I said earlier that you are growing paratroopers to be warfighters, experts at their craft uh, within 509th. You're also helping grow, because of your mission here at JRTC, helping grow the RTU's mm-hmm. non-commissioned officer corps. Uh, but within LISCO, uh, you know, how do you think uh, we achieve, you know, demonstrating its volume and mass? How's the NCO corps intertwined in that?
1: I think, uh, you know, Sergeant Major, that, that another really thought-provoking question. And I think, uh, you know, for, for um For Geronimo its itself, I think it goes back to um you know non-commissioned officers that are empowered to identify and seize opportunity at the small unit level. Yeah. Um we have you know about a 475 paratrooper formation, but we're able to I think look larger on the battlefield at the small unit level along the flight. Um, through doing, as you, as you talk, talked about doing basic things, being brilliant at the basics, and fun, uh, focusing on the fundamentals, I think, you know, at the at really at the platoon level and below, company and platoon level and below, you've got you've got squad squad leaders and platoon sergeants in Geronimo that understand commander's intent. They can identify opportunity, seize it, uh, demonstrate initiative, adaptability, and uh, and 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 that allows them to be. multiple places what appears to be multiple places at once on the battlefield because they're rapidly identifying opportunity they're moving and seizing that opportunity uh, to achieve the commander's intent but I think you know that that's at the small unit level I think if we if we didn't have that um, in the NCO Corps um, we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't be able to synchronize maneuver we wouldn't be able to mass effects uh, in 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 support of maneuver, because the maneuver wouldn't happen. Right. You know, and so it's the, the if you you know we can, we'll, we'll focus a lot on how do we, how do we synchronize ISR assets and fires assets to enable maneuver. But the only reason it really. It really works is because we have empowered NCOs that are brilliant at the basics right to to achieve the commander's intent and you know I know Colonel Hardman talks about this a lot but you know mission command you know like why, why is Geronimo good at mission command it's not me it's it's team leaders squad leaders and platoon sergeants that that understand commander's intent and can achieve it and it's you know um decent or it's centralized control decentralized execution and that's where the NCO uh, you know the NCO core is the key is the decentralized execution you know we can uh, I think we can folk if you if you if you walked into Geronimo's talk um, and I know you've been in there yes for the sir. Future, but if you know and and you know I, I had a, a friend of mine who was an uh, augmentation uh, our augmentation company, Battalion Commander, come down with his sort of major from the 82nd. And they were in the talk. He was able to CT the battalion for a portion of the last, last rotation while I was TDY. And he saw, you know, as he walked in, we have an analog map board in our talk. We have some digital tools. We're using ATAC like a lot of formations. But I think, you know, what they'd see, uh, any formation that that comes into our talk, and, uh, and anyone's really more than welcome to come in there and see what we're doing it. Because I think what they'll see is we're doing – we're doing uh, basic things just like they are. We've got a cop, we've got an ISR sync mat, we've got a synchronization tool. Whether that's an X check or an X mat, based on how much time we have to really kind of, um, you know, develop the plan. We're working off a decision support matrix. Yes, sir. All the things that they're doing, um, and I. But I think you know we 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 have that centralized. We have that that centralized control at the battalion level. To synchronize all our ISR and fires assets to support maneuver, but it's the NCOs at the platoon and company level that are enabling that decentralized execution. So we've got we've got all the you know graphic control measures, DFCMs, fire support coordination lines, all the things that any battalion's doing. But inside of those unit boundaries, those NCOs are identifying opportunity moving to the sound of guns and rapidly, you know, seizing the initiative and in, in, uh, achieving the commander's intent. And I think that's what allows Geronimo to look bigger than it actually is. It's a pretty small formation, yeah. but, uh, but they can, they can rapidly mass and synchronize, uh, fires to support maneuver. Um, I think another thing that we'll do, uh, that we, that Geronimo d- does well, and I think it replicates what, um, what we'll see adversaries do, sir, Major, is you know we, we will we will task on our organized formations for combat, um, you know, based on the enemy threat, based on uh, based on the mission set, you know, create mech armor teams when it makes sense, rehearse and execute the use of EW assets, yes sir, EWs yeah. at the flot, integrated with the maneuver units to maximize their capabilities. So I think that allows us to, you know, it gives us uh, the ability to 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 synchronize uh, our fires in support of support a maneuver at the at the company and platoon level
0: yes sir sir everything you just described i mean it's it's just awesome because it's i mean it's how we're going to win at large scale right uh and it's just super powerful to think about how the nco core impacts exactly like every category you just described um now in my opinion as as oscar nine geronimo has a, a, a pretty awesome extreme uh you know proficiency with combat mindset and we could probably argue uh and i think you'll you'll dive into it of course but we could argue that's because you do this 10 10 times a year there's a lot of repetition i have some thoughts on you know what i believe how we gain small unit lethality right but in your mind um what leadership advice could you offer to units uh trying to achieve the appropriate combat mindset for large scale
1: I think uh major it's kind of i think tied back to the the last question you asked um you know we're we're focusing on the fundamentals and doing routine things routinely okay Um, you know we we talk a lot about would you live fire this plan like we're a lot of time we're in the constructed environment and we're we're fighting in the miles environment and um you know our mindset should be this is no different we should be thinking in terms of reds for indirect fires we should be thinking in terms of you know dfcms we should be thinking in in terms of uh you know max range on our 30 millimeters on the BIMPs if we're if we're back clearing through an objective you know towards one of our bps we're we're de-conflicting fires north south of you know whatever linear you know whatever avenue of approach on. just fundamental things that um, any other airborne rifle battalion would be doing, Sergeant Major, and we, we, we say often, hey, we shouldn't be executing. 1509 shouldn't be executing really any different than 1504 or 1508 or 1503 is executing. But I think uh, from a mindset perspective, Sergeant Major, we have the luxury of getting to do it 10 times a year, as you said, and I think um, the appropriate combat mindset is, one, Focusing on the fundamentals and everything you do, and then to to quote a, f- a former sort of major of mine who was on this podcast, yes, sir. with Colonel Hardman, um, how many repetition does it? How many repetitions does it take to become an expert at something? The answer is always one more time. One more. And I love that answer, and I think uh, Geronimo has the luxury of getting to do it one more time. Uh, we yeah. you know, we always have always have another two week fighting season, you know, next yes, month, sir. so it gives us the opportunity to. To go and execute um, at the small unit level and synchronize fires and, and ISR and support a maneuver at the battalion level, and if we get it wrong, if we if we you know we come back in AAR and we say hey we could have done that a little bit better, hey maybe we should have tried this a little bit different, we have the luxury of saying oh well we get to do it one more time and we get to try it again uh, try it again next month and and learn from it. So I think, but I I think you can replicate that. You know we we have the luxury of getting to do a world class you know a world, execute a world-class event at the joint readiness training center you know large-scale combat operations at scale you know in a in a constructed environment against a free-thinking world-class enemy you know our bct teammates every month we get that luxury but i do think that's that mindset you can replicate you could replicate anywhere storm major
0: yes sir so from me to you uh, i'm going to tell you what i think i heard uh and i'm hoping you know our whole audience hears this but but the nco corps across our great army uh you know truly train as you fight uh last repetition before combat that's the way we should train each and every day is it is our last repetition before we go to combat and embrace that right be obsessed with that uh master the fundamentals i think it super intertwines with you know uh, d- you know the words being brilliant at the basics right, right? and um and and you know my last comment you know and it's it's the quote from your your fellow SAR major a, a great teammate of yours in the in the previous life and in current life but one more time one more repetition right and you know when I think small unit lethality that's what I think I think repetition right our fire teams our squads our sections uh just repetition after repetition and just when you think that you have you have gained excellence you've gained proficiency hey, we can do this one more time because it might be, in fact, what saves one of my teammates' lives or it might save my so life, right? And so I think those are special words. Um, so, sir, you know, I, I want to kind of, you know, we talked a lot of great things, Geronimo and, and war fighting and stuff, but, I mean, I just want Lieutenant Colonel Thornall, a lot of background, a lot of history, combat reps. What's it mean to you to be a warfighter?
1: Well, Sergeant Major, you, you hit on a lot of the the <laughs> yes, answer yes, My, sir. you did. I didn't mean I did do no, that. it was it was great. It was a great lead-in, and uh, you know, for me, I, you know, I, I've I, you know the fundamental answer: support and defend the Constitution of the United States. I mean, you know, against all enemies, foreign domestic, and in and the oath of enlistment, in the oath of office, and you know. But I I think that boils down for any leader, officer, and NCO to one thing, um, and you know, everything you are doing individually. Or collectively as a leader should be focused on one thing and that's preparing young men and women to be ready to answer the call on at LD on night one of the next fight um, if they're called to answer the nation's bidding and, and I think that's why we exist we owe that to them and to their families and, and I think that's what it um, you know, I think that what it, what is I think that's what it means to be a warfighter at any level. You know, because you owe that to you, know, uh, uh, the person to your left or right. You owe that to those you're responsible for, but I, uh, you know, for leaders. But I think all that to kind of tie it back to what we're talking about, sir, major. I think that all goes back to credible, well-rehearsed, and lethal combat formations, and getting there. All leads back to the American NCO. And uh yes, sir. You know, kind of to your point, they're the ones that make that happen. Uh they're the ones that are out there doing ready up drills, they're the ones that are out there doing, you know, two forty crew drills, they're the ones out there doing doing uh, doing gun drills on the mortar systems. Um, they're the ones out there saying one more time, and, and I think that's, that's what sets us apart from every one of our adversaries. Yes, sir. is the American NCO. Um, they simply do not have the NCOs that I w- was privileged to serve with over the last 17 years, and uh, that's what sets the, the United States Army across from, apart from any adversary we go up against. It's the NCO saying one more time. I think that's that's what it, that's what it means to be a warfighter um, is, is preparing young men and women for for night one of the next fight but but it all comes down to the nco yes uh, sir preparing them to do that and it's uh it's it's pretty special yeah
0: sir i'll tell you uh you know sitting here as a non-commissioned officer uh you, you just each day i continue to be validated why it's it's special to be part of the of non-commissioned officers it's special to to serve soldiers serve our commanders uh and boy you just helped me revalidate that once again and i thank you for the words sir uh What what I would say to the force as we close out, and this has been a great session, sir. I I, man, I just truly appreciate you. I appreciate your leadership. I appreciate you building warfighters on both the Geronimo and the rotational training unit side. Uh, I appreciate you delivering ready combat formations, and I know our nation does. Uh, And what I'd say in closing, team, is uh, you know everyone is a valued member of the team the nco Corps is special i think we had some great dialogue about that today uh you know we cannot be a warfighter unless we're fit we're a great teammate uh and we're disciplined uh, so from me to you uh, i hope we can continue to to ingrain ourselves in what i just described And be great members of the non-commissioned officer corps but more importantly enable our commanders this gentleman sitting right next to me uh to do do their thing maneuver troops and allow us to fight and win our nation's wars uh super proud to be down here as oscar nine at jrtc thank you again sir thank you so so much and uh team look look forward to fighting with you in the future Uh, this is oscar nine
2: signing off Thank you for joining us on The Crucible, the JRTC experience. The Joint Readiness Training Center is the premier crucible training experience. We prepare units to fight and win in the most complex environments against world-class opposing forces. We are America's leadership laboratory. Again, we'd like to thank our guests for participating. This podcast was created and produced by Mr. John Mabes. It was recorded and edited by Chief Thomas Rich and researched by First Lieutenant A. Anthony Cho. Intro vocals were done by Mr. Robert Chopper. Special thanks to Captain Jermaine Branch and Mr. Jeff England from Public Affairs. Be sure to like and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest warfighting TTPs learned through the crucible that is the Joint Readiness Training Center. Follow us by going to https://linktr.ee/jrtc. We'd like to thank our partners at the Center for Army Lessons Learned of the Combined Arms Center, especially the JRTC Call Observations Detachment. Be sure to follow them on social media as well. Follow them at https colon, forward slash, forward slash, www.army.mil, forward slash, C-A-L-L. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review us wherever you listen or watch your podcasts. And be sure to stay tuned for more in the near future. The Crucible, the JRTC experience, is a product of the Joint Readiness Training Center.